The Daily Talk Show, episode 619. Special guest in the studio, Joe Stanley. Welcome. Oh, six, six, Welcome 619. The, the best number of them all. Obviously. I love 619. Were you, um, would you clap guests in when you did radio? Was that a thing? Ah, uh, no. What should I have? Was that no, rude? No, not I think too? about it every it was too time. early in the morning when you were doing it. I don't know. I think that you were really aware. So, you, you know, you do uh, breakfast radio um, for the people who are in their cars and in their lounges and in mm. their showers. And so I suppose you, you're you just aware that you're making it more intimate than that, perhaps. Okay. So should we stop clapping? <laughs> <laughs> well, how does it feel as a guest? We're getting quite yeah, mental what did, on this. Yeah. How does it feel? Uh, well, I always feel like I have to clap as well. You join in on the clap. Yeah, because it's awkward to stand there, sit there by yourself just Letting people applaud you. I think that's all right. Wait, so you, do you sing happy birthday when it's your birthday? <laughs> no. No, okay. but I was recently at a party where the birthday girl sang happy birthday with everybody else and I was yeah. like, that's, that's odd. Slightly that's obnoxious. Kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, ch- children do that. I think my son – actually, no, my son was just waiting to open his uh, – blow up the candles and get the cake. Yeah. How old is your son? He's three, turned three two weeks ago, yeah. Valentine's Day. It was yeah. a pun- nearly a punch-on with the candle oh, situation. There's always, it's so annoying. There's always one kid that comes out of nowhere and blows one oh, out. Oh, back off. <laughs> yeah. I was at the 40th over the weekend and I said, um, said to my brother, watch this little shit blow out the candle. And there was four candles. You can't get 40 onto the thing too right. many. And sure enough, got oh, it. Oh, and, you know, because that now means you have child saliva on your cake. No, oh, I got spat on. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so it was, gross. Uh, yeah. Ma- Children are disgusting. We should yeah, actually have filthy. Disgusting. water pistol snipers <laughs> on standby just, just spraying so like you do with cats. Nerf guns. Yeah, although you'd hope that a 40-year-old would be a little more gracious. About the candles being, you know, let the child do it. Depends how many drinks you've had, mate. It was a cat fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You were talking about consciousness and you're saying you're really into being conscious nowadays. Was there a time where you were unconscious in life, do you think? Mm. Uh, I think we all are when we're young because we're too busy having fun. Although, well, that's a huge generalisation. I reckon that your millennials are way more ready to be aware of their impact on the world and also to have a spiritual life to them than perhaps I was. I mean, I'm 47, right? So old, really old. And when I was in my 20s, in the 90s, it just wasn't a thing that you spoke about, you know. Mm. It wasn't kind of – there was no Russell Brand making meditation cool, you know, and there was no – well, not that I found anyway. I mean, I was too busy partying. (laughs) I get back to my first point. Um, And then for me, I suppose I had a few things go on. I had a lot of anxiety. I was really sad a lot of the time. Um, Went to therapy. Still still in therapy. Was this during uh, your time at Fox? Um, Yeah. So I guess sort of from about 30 onwards, I realised that I was very sad a lot. And um, didn't like being that person. So I went to therapy and then she introduced me to mindfulness and meditation as a way of sleeping. And then gradually, bit by bit, I sort of, you know, you do your reading, you need to discover people. For me, it was Eckhart Tolle and and Deepak Chopra and various, and Brene Brown and all these people that sort of start mm. putting little pieces of puzzles together. And you go, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> a, I don't have to feel like this. Mm. And B, I can be nicer to be around. Mm. And also, if you do that, then bit by bit, you're impacting other people who are doing it. And then hopefully just, I think, um, compassion and consciousness will save the world. I mean, you sort of out of that brekkie radio period. So it's like, how much do you think was contributed from the 330 hours? Yeah, just the hours. <laughs> oh, a huge amount. Yeah. I mean, sleep deprivation will make you depressed. A hundred percent. And I just think, I think about people who are... Police officers and ambos mm. and nurses and doctors and you know people who do shift work all the time. I'm I'm genuinely concerned for them. Yeah, well, it's, consum- it's not sustainable. Well, you you end up living in your head, right? Like it's the mm. the fatigue. Like these are all sensations that you're feeling in your body, mm. and it can drive you a bit insular. Like if you're tired, you kind of like don't can't be bothered speaking to people, then your head's just churning with thought. Yes, and so it can sort of be the spiral where you're just like. It's like you're in a computer game and, mm-hmm. and you're you know, looking out. I think there's a distinction between like the um, being conscious or, you know, are you conscious versus the consciousness as the thing we know it as, as the world we exist in. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is the, the construct. Yeah, the thing that, that we're all true. experiencing. And right. so yes. And so it is, it is interesting though, like um, the, you know, back then, I don't know if it's, 
the access to information we have now, the podcasts, the you know, everyone had to read a book if you wanted to learn about consciousness or mindfulness. Mm. But now it's like on TV, there's Russell Brands. People are threading it into comedy. Did you start threading any of the little nuggets you were learning about into breakfast radio? Um, I did enjoy making fun of myself about the fact that I was in therapy because I yeah, just, yeah. I mean, essentially, and I've just gone back to therapy and, and I think it's because I'm not on breakfast radio <laughs> anymore because you used to have three hours to talk mm. about yourself every day. Yeah, yeah. Now I only have, I have to pay someone mm. <laughs> to sit in the room Same for 45 Same person minutes. or do you like, is it like a hairdresser? Like if you've left it too long, can you go back? <laughs> this is This is my fourth therapist uh-huh. yeah. over 15 years. Were so. you seeking something different this last time around? Perhaps I broke them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I was seeking something different and, yeah, oh, it's lots of different practical things. A lot of people, I tell you what, therapists are hard to get into these days. People really like going to therapy and they're all booked mm. out. Well, like I, can't get in, store. Yeah. I can't get into the woman till March. I, just, it was very, it's a convenient place to go and so I spoke to her but she's like, I've got nothing until March, but yeah. she said it so kindly because she's trying to say, like, if that's too long to wait, yeah. how, you how do much, something else. How much in trouble are you? Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, look, I think I'll be fine. I'll see you in March. Just yeah, call me. That's right. But, yeah, I mean, therapists are like, you can't get a good colorist. They're booked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and It's like going to the Supreme store, you know. It's like <laughs> you line, line up for days. Yeah, it's true. Much. It's true. But um, so I think for me radio – uh, it's a creative endeavour mm. and with every creative endeavour, you are in your head anyway, mm. aren't you? Mm. When, you, when you're creating content or whatever you might be doing in, in, on any platform, um, you're thinking a lot and, and you maybe have a propensity to be a churner, which I definitely am, are you? A churner, what, is, what do you mean? Mentally churning mm. all the time. Yeah, and I think the, it's, it's cathartic to speak every day, like mm. what we do. I found, I've found times where we've had a break off. And I do go a bit more internal. Mm. Josh, it, are you a churner? Yeah, very much so. No, he's a real uh, churner. Tommy yeah, I has, can tell. You've got a churning energy yeah. about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's actually the, no, it's the mercury. It's the whole- um, In retrograde. Retrograde stuff that's happening. It's always in retrograde. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't um, really ever understand what that means. Uh, I, I, I just I only discovered it the, the other day. So Through meme culture because everyone's memeing about it. Service, what does it mean? Well, you don't know off the top so of your head? I have no idea. So I th- I don't know what it means, but it's something to do with- Uranus the- is going faster <laughs> than it normally does. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a curry the other night. You've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I think- if this was radio, we'd be going to a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. What is it, service? Is there an easy explanation? Uh, the motion of a planet in the direction opposite to that of other bodies within its system. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. people are you saying that- You lost me at motion. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's why- People are anxious at the moment. But the um, – no, but I do overthink. Mm. Tommy's picked up on it. I always say uh, I'd prefer to overthink than underthink, but it, does, it doesn't really help the mental yeah, state. But even just in saying that, you've overthought it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then if you, if you jump into the uh, meditation space, it's like it's actually to drop it, try and try at least focus it. Yes. So rather than sort of the spiral, the, the churn, it's to come in and focus on mm. something so that – you're anchoring your thought. Well, you just you notice sweat. it. You notice the thought, and you go, "Oh, there it is again," and then let it pass mm. through. But see, so for me, consciousness is about present moment awareness, mm. and that to me was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was it was just a, it was like someone gave me a magic key, and I opened a door, and when that door opened, choirs and gold and light, and mm. just you know the gift that it was to understand that all we have is this moment now. And all of that in the past that made me sad, Mm. who cares? I just spat on myself. Um, (laughs) And then all the stuff in the future that you worry about hasn't even happened, so it doesn't exist, it doesn't matter. Right now is all that matters. And if you're able through meditation to really master breath, Mm. for me now it's it's a daily practice, a minute-by-minute practice, and it's joyous because it's so freeing and the churning doesn't happen, Josh. Really? I was churning hard yesterday because I went and had a massage and I never do that. I just don't That's like the whole. Oh my gosh, I, I hate massages yeah, too. I just hate the process of like what. And sure enough, I fucked it up. She said she was going to get more towels, but I thought she'd she said she'd finished, so I <laughs> started going and putting my clothes on. <laughs> so, what did she do when she came back in? Um, <laughs> it's just, just <laughs> <laughs> the only person I've ever met who fucked up a massage, like just just. 
didn't get the rules right. And then, so what? Was well, that I just don't want to be. I don't want to do anything <laughs> wrong. And then she was telling me. I thought she said to turn over, but I wasn't sure. So I stayed there. She said it again. It was a fucking nightmare. Well, they just assumed that I, even though I said I've never been to, to it before. Hang on, you've never had well, a no, massage I've, before? I've never gone to vigorous tie on Smith okay. Street. That sounds there, very <laughs> It's a legitimate establishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. And so, no, they're very good. It's one of those ones over there. If you pay cash, it's a bit cheaper, oh, which is good. I so, see where it's, no, it's going to end that. up. Yeah, yeah. No, Visit but, three. <laughs> no, so it was, it was all fine. But he really was finished halfway yeah. through. <laughs> <laughs> to a song. Well, I was, I was, to a song. Beyonce. Um, no, but I, it did sort of, they just assumed I knew everything. Like I was just lucky that I knew that my head went at the whole section because the way they had it set up, they had a pillow at the other end. I was like, fuck, if I had been to no massages before, mm. you'd put your head at the Why pillow. Why was the end. pillow? The, I think to elevate your leg oh, maybe okay. just a tad, but they put they put a bouquet of, bouquet, bouquet, bouquet. I'd say bow, but whatever. Bouquet of flowers <laughs> at the end. And so I'm like, do I, now do I move that? Do I leave? There was a lot was of issues. It sounds like they're romancing you. Yeah, it, it did have that. It Rose was, petals with some nice scent. Well, I think yeah. it was like that it's an in-between where it's like the my mate had sold it in as it's like, oh, it's sort of a, it's decent pricing, but it's like a little bit more, it's a bit nicer. And they mm. did have air con. Look, so I really am not a big fan of massages, mm. partly because of what you're talking about there, Josh, in that you, you need to know the rules, like, you know, the, the that particular establishment and how mm. they work, and they do differ, and you can – it's awkward having yeah. someone mm. you don't know in that space with you and you're like, oh, if I get it wrong, you know, then they might see me in the Nicky Noona or whatever. So that part. And also I don't understand what's joyous about having a person you don't know rub oil all over you. Yeah. That's mm. gross to me. Well, I was doing it to try and get out of – I had a bit of neck pain. But I well, see, had, I'd, go an, I'd go to an osteo for that. Yeah, I'm thinking I might just go back to the osteo. <laughs> How do you feel though today? Uh, I feel okay. I definitely I feel my body more. Like I feel like because they've released tension, other things are hurting. Uh. But I feel overall better. But the thing was like Brie knows what I'm like with this stuff. So she was like, she's like, oh, do you want me to come in? I'm like, you're not coming in. <laughs> oh, that would be so <laughs> weird to watch someone get a massage. <laughs> it's really boring. Yeah, but then she said, I said, which one do I like? We're looking at the pamphlet. We got there early. It opened at 11. I was there at 10.45, just pacing out the front. Oh, love. And then, and then we found the one. It's like, okay, I'm going deep tissue. First thing when I walked in on my own, they're like, oh, now do you want a, do you want a foot massage for an extra $10? Like they were trying to upsell me. Mm. So Did anyway. That's no, normal. No, but the, well, the thing is that I would have assumed that a whole body Deep tissue would have included feet. They don't touch your feet. Yeah. I, so I, no, that's I annoying. think that's normal. That's, that's, yeah. they, were, they were actually very good, vigorous ties. I'm, look, I'm sh- I, if I had some aches and pains yeah. and I wanted a proper massage, I'd go to vigorous tie. <laughs> Can we get that as a bit? Maybe I could get like <laughs> one, one day a week. Maybe they'll throw in a foot massage. Yeah, exactly. But then I have the problem of then... If they then knew who I was, like if they if we cut this up, I could actually never go there again anyway. So anyway. Um, <laughs> you just overthought that. Yeah, no, potentially. It's, yeah, you need to understand present moment awareness. What do you like with uh, going to sleep? Do you go to sleep quickly? No. Terrible. Terrible sleeper. Is Some it? nights, this is weird. Some nights I'll literally not shut my eyes for the entire night. Like we'll not have one minute sleep. Oh, that's not good. It's terrible. What are you doing? Just lying there. I don't know. Just mm. wake. And it feels like it's midday. It's like I'm – and then I'll – I don't know. This is not that interesting for people listening, I'm imagining. But, yeah. Did I you just hear my insomnia. story? Anything <laughs> 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 goes. Um, again, insomnia is a huge – like I feel like sleeplessness is, mm. is a, an epidemic in our society. So you people. actually have insomnia? Well, if you're up all night, mm. that sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I – I mean, we can Google stuff and di- self-diagnose, but it's more if you'd been to a doctor and they say have, oh. you have insomnia. Well, is it a thing that you get diagnosed? I don't know. That's yeah, a, yeah. I thought it was. I think chronic you go fatigue. to a whole. 97's been stressed at the moment because he's got a new device which um, oh, you got it on. which yeah, yeah. tracks his okay, listen. sleep. Listen. <laughs> they seem to call you 97. I don't yeah. know why. He got a 97 enter score. He's smart. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And he's- Tommy didn't finish school and I got a 46. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> 
So I'm, he averages I'm so this out. Old that that's not how our scoring went. So how about that? I got 301. Whatever that means. Anyway, 97. I'm going to tell you that is just misery on your wrist because it, we're not supposed to be constantly in our head checking ourselves. Mm. Be in your in your present moment awareness. Be in your body. Be in your you know the senses around you and your breath. I don't not feel the like senses that's good on your wrist. <laughs> yeah. no. the, the, I mean, the last three nights I've had horrendous sleeps. Because you've been thinking about yeah, your watch. Yeah, yeah. and because you go check it as soon as you wake up in the morning and this look is, at yeah. how many mm. hours sleep you got. How's What's your heart rate? Right now? Yeah. Give me a second. So you pay, how much do you pay for that per month? Uh, $24. $24. But for what purpose? What, what else do you hope to get from it? <laughs> it also does- um, The washing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it also does exercise, so I use it to track that. Yeah, Can that you- makes sense. But then for the rest of the time, like you can't mm. exercise- you're not, I'm assuming, exercising all day. So let's say that's an hour every day, hour and a half tops if you're crazy fit. What do you, why for the rest of it do you need that monitoring? It also, it also, um, I mean, it tra- it's meant to track your heart rate throughout the day. Yeah, but, and then it, but and then it gives uh, do you-, you have a pacemaker? Like, why do you need that? <laughs> no, it's, it's, like a, it's, a, it's like a strain and recovery thing. So it, it measures how much strain or stress your body's been under throughout the day. And so based on that, it tells you how much recovery you need and gives you tips on it. And working on this show. It's, it's <laughs> a lot of need a lot of I don't even recovery. understand what that means, how much recovery you need. From what? He goes to the sauna and shit. He's, very, he's got it really dialed in. I mean, heart I rate's can tell. 85 at the moment. That's quite high. That is yeah. high. No, Are you too, nervous? Yeah. No, that's not too bad. I mean, during, during sleep, it got up to 120. Really? What are you just dreaming yeah, about, yeah. son? I don't wow. know. That was at three o'clock this morning. Wow. What yeah. about, have you heard that urban myth? I don't know if it's true, that someone, a guy was wearing a smartwatch, right? Oh, okay. Here's, here's, a, here's a tip. If you're going to tell a story, work out what the story is before you start. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is, okay, got it now. So a guy was wearing a smartwatch. He was out having a night with the boys and his wife was at home and the smartwatch was linked in with their Apple, their family iPad, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And at a certain time, she sees that his heart rate goes through the roof and then so that's how she found out he was cheating. Fuck. Because he was out and obviously. Well, there's a whole. A, f- a whole seven minutes yeah. of extreme activity. <laughs> what's, what's the phoner off the back of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yeah. did you get caught cheating? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. What about something around heart rate? When's, when's your heart rate fucked you over? <laughs> it's, it's a bit more niche. Or how high can you get it? Yeah, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what is the highest heart rate of someone who's actually survived it? Like, I wonder if it. Mm. Well, your maximum heart rate's. 220 minus your age and then there's... Is your, it? Yeah. Jeez, you're clever. I didn't know that. Well, it's simple. I can't believe I mean, you didn't finish your 12. No, I got my <laughs> Cert 4 in... I was a PT for many years, <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, it's about all I remember. Mm. But um, we all get hot past that. Say again, your maximum heart yeah, rate so is 220 minus your age. Minus your mm. age. As you get older, it gets harder to work out off the top of your head. Yeah, I'm no good at maths. Yeah. So, but that... When you say maximum, that's the level you can get to without having a heart attack, right? Well, they say is that's that the... Mean? your maximum heart rate that you could stay at for a period of time. So there's like a safe range where you can hit it uh-huh. for a bit of time during exercise and down. But the more unfit you are, the quicker you're going to get to yes. 220. Do you yeah. exercise? Uh, yes, I do. How does that help with <laughs> sleep? and? Uh, that helps, certainly. I do Pilates and I run. And running to me is, oh, my gosh, it's one of the greatest meditations you can do. Don't you reckon? Uh, I don't know if you run. Do you run? What do you reckon? No. <laughs> well, for me. No, I uh, like, I'm, that's going to be the thing when I get back to, like, uh, I had someone sort of analyze me the other day and they said I wasn't ready to run apparently, but I, I why? do enjoy running. Have you got an injury? Uh, yeah, I've got a few injuries. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm lucky. I, like, I've, I've got knees that can still run mm. at 46. In fact, I did a fun run the other day because it used to be my greatest joy and then I stopped doing it because I had, you know, my daughter and, I don't know, life, whatever. And then uh, this year, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm, 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 I'm entering a fun run. It was only an 8K. It was awesome. It was around the Melbourne Zoo, right? I had the best oh, time fun. ever. And then when Is I it finished. Around, like, do you get to see the animals? Yeah. So you, we went around the circumference and then through and then around and then through and then around, that's which funny. was 8Ks. And when I finished, I was like, that was so easy. I actually had to double check that I finished all the laps. I thought I'd finished early. Like, I'd just gone, I'm out. <laughs> 
<laughs> didn't finish. Anyway, and I came 15th in my age bracket. That's so That's good. Awesome. And not that there were 16 in there. It was like <laughs> there were like 350. Wow. In my, so I feel so fortunate that running is still a thing for me because I just think creatively if, I've got, if I'm writing something and I can't get the idea or, I'm, you know, mm. I know I've got to come up, I've got to do a little brainstorm with myself or whatever it might be, I go for a run and just things come. Mm. It's so great. But I laugh because I felt I thought I had like a weird heart memory thing, right? And so I went and, you know, they do it like a stress test. Have you ever done one and of these? And they put the things on you? The little yeah, and you have to run on the treadmill. No, I haven't until, done one. Until you get to a point where you feel like you cannot keep running. That's how. And then on the treadmill, that feels dangerous. Why? Well, just because, like I saw the other day, um, core, uh, core advantage or core, yeah, 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 core, core advantage. advantage. They have this uh, sprinting thing where that people are sprinting on treadmill. I just feel like a treadmill. You're gonna no, no, you're used to off. it. I, I do a lot of treadmill running. Okay. So but they're not okay. saying they're not pushing it to the. No, you get level. to control it, right? But then it's a consistent, like you'll blow out if you're going at 10, which okay. is okay. But how, wouldn't you... everyone want to just push it so hard to the point that they just slam into the wall well, by the end of it? I don't no. know what everyone else did, but what okay. I did, right? So you're running. And what I didn't know is when I got there, because to put all the things on, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to wear a bra. While running. <laughs> While running. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, that's not going to work for me. I just, I can't do that. And they're like, well, you have to. That's the only way we can test your heart rate. I'm like, mm, So what okay, are you, running okay. in the nude or something? No, you've got, <laughs> no, you put a top on okay, over top, the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I'm running and I'm like, I got to like maybe not very fast. Mm. What did you say, 10? Te- if you which put is it on pretty 10, slow, right? Could, yeah, so yeah. let's say I got to about a 13. Yeah. And then I've just gone, that's it, I'm out. And they've gone, oh, this is as hard as your heart can go. And I'm like, no, my boobs are just <laughs> fucking killing me. I just can't. Can't they just put it under the? Surely you could just wear a bra. And Apparently put, not. No. I, I mean, they know. would know. I but guess. Once, and I'm very passionate about gender equality, so don't roll your eyes, men. But there's another instance where medical science—it's just gender biased mm. towards men. It's, mm. It is. Annoying. I mean, I've I've felt for women that I've seen running oh that haven't gosh. had the right bras on. Yes, I was just mate. That's a effort. It's it is. I mean, I don't have. It's not a big problem for me. I don't have large tits, but. For chicks who have big boobs mm. and they run, huge respect. Because mm. it doesn't take me much to come up with an excuse. I won't run if it's <laughs> – I don't want – don't, as much as I love running, my excuses are it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too windy, mm. I've ha- I'm having a good hair day, I probably wouldn't run if I have – if I'm wearing makeup, mm. I'm like, oh, I'm look quite, looking quite good, I won't run today. Mm. Yeah, so if I, had, if I had big boobs, there's no way I'd run. What are you consistent at in life? What is the one thing that you sort of do regularly? Can't say sleep. Mm, no, well, I don't. Can't say sleep. No. Um, meditate at least five times a week. Try to meditate oh, daily, good. but sometimes. Is it TM no. or what sort of? No. What do you do? Uh, I tend to do at the moment I'm doing, I do meditation courses. Mm-hmm. So I'm re- I really dig Deepak Chopra's, he does 21-day courses. So you get a little lesson from him and then he gives you a Sanskrit mantra and then you meditate. With the mantra. Okay. Which the, books did he do? What's, what's his? Um, the main one he did was, uh, what's the most famous one that made I, everyone? What is um, it, Sebs? I just love his name. Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did one before that. It kind of totally really does the like power of now power or whatever, now, but I yeah. always hear this other guy mentioned. Uh, lots of, well, Deepak Chopra works with um, Oprah. Okay, sure. So, yeah. I mean, Oprah's like. She's got to be one of the coolest people around, don't you reckon? Mm-hmm. I, I adore her. Have you done a retreat, like a meditation no, retreat? No, I'm, I'm a bit scared of that. Mm. I mean, it's largely because of the people that will be there. Well, you don't talk to them if you're doing a silent retreat. Mm. Do you, I think there'd still be. Yeah, there's definitely things going on. Well, I think the thing is you end up building stories. I, I listened to this one woman talk about how she did a eight-day retreat or two-week retreat full on, like it's – Probably a hard one to go to yeah, for your first one. Probably wouldn't start with that. Definitely not. But she said how much she'd built out in her head about the people around her, all the stories. And so right. by the end of it, she hadn't ever spoken to them. But she's like, this woman definitely hates me based on me, not blah, blah, blah. Oh, see, our brains are crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then she, spoke, then she spoke to the woman after and she's like, that's so funny. I thought the complete opposite. I thought you didn't like me. Like it was, oh, wow. it was just clearly that we build stories. Mm-hmm. So you know mind. that's a survival instinct, right? The storytelling. Our brains are wired mm. to keep us very safe, be very risk averse, mm. which means that we're suspicious of strangers. 
I don't know you. You're not in my community. You're not my yeah, tribe. Yeah, yeah. You might be. You might want to, you know, bash me over the head and steal my woman and, and you know. take my ball or whatever. <laughs> whatever. I definitely <laughs> want your ball. I, don't, I won't take your woman. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. So uh, that then for an active mind slash turning mm-hmm. mind becomes an obsessive thing mm. because – our brains are convincing us that there's danger everywhere. Uh, it is I, your best trait. I mean, it's something well, I sometimes throw him into. I'm like, what's the story here, Josh? Josh? Well, I've Tell actually story, thought please. about, like, I don't know where I heard it, but I've been doing this for the past few months. It's driving me crazy. Um, everyone I walk past, I heard this thing where it's like, if you look at someone once in the eyes um, and then you look away, you can't look back at them because from a power dynamic point of view, you just become super, um, what's the opposite of alpha? What's that? Um, Submissive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so they own you then, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the thinking? whole thing. So so I've gotten into the habit of like if I look at someone as I'm walking past, yeah. I look at them once. And then as soon as I look away, I'm like, okay, I'm not looking back. If they have a face tattoo, will you promise not to be staring at them? <laughs> like they could be a bikey. Well, no, I, I just yeah, so that's that's one thing what's, I've noticed. What's I've, the story that you've got on us, Joe? Yeah, what's that? What's it? Yeah, you've got you knew that I had a churning mind. What, what's the other oh, story? This just, is fun. Oh, this is fun. This is so self so <laughs> Josh, your energy is so sweet and so um, gentle, uh-huh. which in my experience, and I trust me, my husband's very sweet and gentle, mm-hmm. but he doesn't churn because he's, he's, he's a shallow pool is what he says. <laughs> he's like, he says, dive into me and you'll yeah. break your neck. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, he's just like, I say to him, honey, what do you think your purpose is? He's sitting on the couch eating Doritos at the time. He says, this. <laughs> so, but you just feel like you're a real thinker, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a lovely trait, yeah. but that can be really, um, I think it can torture you. Whereas Tommy, mm. I feel like, um, I feel you're a little more easygoing around that. Around the turning thing. Yeah. I feel like you seem to sort of, your energy is, I feel like you kind of shake it off. This is having not really, I don't know either of you very well. I'm this making is, a huge good, assumption. But we love this anytime yeah. that we're, someone's talking about it. But I hope I'm right because bad. I pride myself yeah, yeah. on being a very good oh, leader of people. I, I think on that level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Do you think that the uh, people that have problems with people tend to say that they're good at reading people? No. Like, I've, <laughs> like I've got a mate where it's just like, is I've just got a bad vibe and I'm good with vibes. You know? right. yeah. yeah. I wonder if there is, like, I wonder if that plays into the story, which it's very convenient that you are good at reading people. Well, don't they say um, the most dangerous thing is someone who thinks they know everything because mm-hmm. they won't, they're not in a learning space, yeah, yeah, right? That's true. So, yeah, if I come in and I go, yeah, I got you, Tommy, mm-hmm. I know who you are, mm-hmm. then I'm not very open to understanding who you are, mm-hmm. obviously. What do you think the biggest misconception is that people get with you? Mm, people have always thought, and I didn't realise this for a long time, but people thought I um, think I'm quite standoffish mm-hmm. and a bit cold slash rude slash a bitch because I'm very introverted. Mm-hmm. So in a room I will be quite quite removed and, and, and uh, withdrawn because I'm very nervous and extremely, like, you know, the anxiety is like hardcore for me. But people assume that I'm going to be really outgoing and fun and waka waka. So when I'm not that, they think that I'm, I guess, arrogant or, you know. Do you have to try and, like, change it in the moment? Like, have you realised that the external, like, for me, I'm like, when I'm presenting or if I have to have any information, if I'm doing, like, emceeing, uh, I used to never smile because mm. I was just concentrating so much on just saying the the name right. Yeah. Now I've just got to just pretend just so just a bit of Tommy Tommy Jackets. <laughs> you seem a bit sick when you're doing it. <laughs> Where's he? Thank Thanks everyone for coming. Like this is uh, what a beautiful what a and I yeah. It which was is good. which is again there's a theory to that working in that you know emotion is contagious mm-hmm. and so when you smile people smile back and then that's yeah. how rapport is built. Yeah. But um yeah well that's what. That's what Breakfast Radio taught me mm-hmm. because you're always meeting listeners mm. and, and you have to be, from the minute you walk in, you, you're their best friend. And I, I never would say that that was unauthentic, I, but it taught me that if you look someone in the eye and you smile and remember their name, mm-hmm. you instantly make a connection. And uh, for me, social anxiety is helped by curiosity. Mm. And if you're, again, present moment awareness and breath work helped, 
But just being curious and asking questions of other people, it took me out of my head and into, oh, so tell me about mm. what's going on for you and really specific questions too. Like if I heard them mention their daughter or, oh, well, tell me about your daughter, what does she love to do or, you know. So it kind of that's shifted things a lot for me. And in that sort of corporate space where you're meeting lots of people like mm. you're talking about there, Josh, you know, you can just go a long way by remembering someone's name and being really friendly. Mm. But that could be hard when you've got – that social anxiety because you want to yeah. go and hide in the toilet. Yeah. Well, so it, it can, the emotion can be the trap also because if you're not feeling great and you don't want to be there, it's like it doesn't mean that the situation actually has to be mm -hmm. that state because no. you can shift it with your f physiology. Fake it till you feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shift it with physiology, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, that's what you were coming into the radio station every morning. There could be some big activation on and there's people everywhere. Is it what you did? You sort of just lent into the feeling or lent into always it's it, one thing you don't want to ignore how you feel mm. but then there's a time that you can ignore how you feel yeah but though you see i think there's feelings and there's thoughts mm. right your thought when you're in a space of like oh i've got to walk into a room where people don't know me and i'm really anxious about that that's a thought that's not a feeling and that thought is a lie to you you you, mm. you are not your thoughts you and and mm. even like they're true, but they're not. Sorry, they're real, but they're not true. Mm. The the thought that you're having, oh my god, I'm going to walk in there and people are going to go, oh, she's, you know, they're going to judge me, or am I funny enough, or do I belong, or all those things that you think. That's a tr that happens for real in your head, but it's not a truth. So you have to kind of disassociate that and and go, oh, oh, there's that thing again. I've noticed it. I've I've named it. And then I'm just going to let it pass through. And in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk in, acknowledge that I'm a bit nervous, and then I'm going to look at them and I'm going to say hi and be grateful that they're there and enjoy their energy and and smile. And, and there's so much positivity around connecting with someone on that real level that you, I found that I kind of then was caught up in the moment. It was great fun. Well, I mean, what you ended up doing for a job is very counter to the – introvert that mm. doesn't like those situations is it i mean it ends up being like a seems common though like you look at like the, the howard stearns or whatever that just do their thing well, and then they sort it, of is it that it's common or that these people like yourself do it great you know like the howard stern yourself it's actually where you thrive but you're acting as an extrovert like it's the extrovert's role as an introvert uh well i mean there are extroverts that do it well as well mm. I I guess um, for How me. How would you feel after the week on a weekend after like Monday to Friday you do shows? Mm. Is your default to go into your space and not see anyone? Oh, I don't wish to talk to a soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in fact, and that is the thing. One, my husband will tell you one of the differences between me now and when I was on Brecky Radio. And you know, I might be back on radio again one day full time. So I hope that I'm able to keep this at bay. But I just back when when you're doing that, you're just so not into talking to anyone. Mm -hmm. Just don't don't look at me. Don't talk mm. to me. And now I'm a chitty chatter. Oh, I'll stop on the street corner and talk to anyone. Won't let them go. They're probably trying to move yeah. on. But uh, that was not me when I was because you're so fatigued. Mm. Well, I you, feel that. Yeah, I mean, you have a quota of words yeah, yeah. for a week. And it's energy in and energy out too, mm. I think. How do you, you bring energy in? You would find that as a PT, don't you think? Like I always yeah. think pub, personal trainers, oh, my gosh, the amount of energy that you have to give to your probably whinging, mm. annoying clients. He was having lattes with his clients. Look, some of them were wealthy Albert Park women. And so that, uh, that, just, is that good or bad? Yeah. It's great because they just said, let's go for coffee. And I said, oh, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then they'd, yeah. I'd be getting PT paid to have slash coffee. escort. But, <laughs> Actually, on escort, did you know that uh, Tommy? Uh, Tommy, he was a stripper, and he actually once stripped for you as a bit of a radio bit. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, you do? Yeah. I didn't know if you did. Oh, yeah. I, I think I remember it. What was it on the Matt and Joe show? Matt and Joe show. Mm. It was, it was um, hen's party, some hens it? party at Baroque right. House. Mm. I've got ah, video evidence. Yes, yes. I was in a G string in front of you. It's uh, it's a bit awkward to be honest. It's yeah. a bit well, weird. only if you were still in a G string. <laughs> still in a G string. I've just got pants on now. No, do, you, no. do you reckon the um, the production meetings, the conversations within radio in twenty twenty, are different to you know that time, or even you know going back into the nineties? I really don't know because mm. I haven't been in one in twenty twenty. Yeah. What about your personal? Like, do you think that the sh the shit that 
was on radio then. Like I even I love going back to the archives of stuff, yeah. especially like trying to understand the US radio thing and how and just some of the shit that that especially the American market would do was just like you could never do in 2020. Oh yeah, I think that um the same with everything in the mm-hmm. world. We've all moved on and are mm-hmm. a little bit more enlightened as to uh, what you can and can't have fun with, mm-hmm. most definitely, and that's a great thing. Um, I mean, there's there's uh, conversations that have been had around diversity that needed to be had mm-hmm. and all kinds of diversity. Um, so not just gender diversity, but, you know, or cultural backgrounds and people with disabilities and whatever it might be. Like that is that is exactly where we should be. And uh, I would like to see our media embrace diversity way more. But certainly for, you know, when I was that 10 years on the Matt and Joe show, that conversation wasn't ever really had. Mm. I watched, so, I watched yeah. Free Willy with my son on Friday night and he loved it. So surprised. Like he's three, still likes cartoons and things. Obviously gifted. Yeah. I mean, but he liked the whale. I think he's a bit of a generalist, which is still gifted, but just he's very good. He actually says that. But that movie you can't could do, not yeah. remake. I've never seen it. Why? What's what's Well, the well, whales. You, they're orca whales, so they're killer oh, whales oh, in pools. But yeah. what's, what's, what's so crazy is that the premise is these people capture it, put it in the tank, and this young kid falls in love with it. They become best friends and he works out that it's missing his family and they end up taking it and le- releasing Which it to the wild. Which is the opposite of how they actually got that orca that's in Free Willy. Oh, really? Yeah. Had, Haven't was, you seen the documentary? No. Oh, my gosh, it's the saddest thing ever. Did they steal it or it was? They stole it from its mother and then it lived in a, um, a what do you call it, a, a, an aquarium, like a sea park or whatever mm. you call them, and um, in the end killed a Oh, no. A keeper because it was like extremely anxious and depressed. Yeah. So they, film, they didn't let it go. <laughs> my, my godfather was the director of that film. I really I saw the credits. I was like, oh, Are you God, it was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, I was telling really? my son he didn't give a shit. I was like, mate, this it's a is good, my big It time. is a good story. My godfather. But I, Anyway, I think it was that orca. Well, the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> it could uh, be. Well, I worry that, no, I, you know, you're going to fact check me. It's a great story. He, he no, we no, but the so in itself, it's like stating that you shouldn't put Orcas in mm. cap- captivity, but they were doing that. But they, they were doing it, that. yeah, sure, yeah. But we yeah. weren't. The lens wasn't there for that mm-hmm. stuff. Absolutely. But we, even yeah. like um, the uh, the prank calls that were done, like mm. Matt Tilly did the. He brought the diversity to the show, but it was just through his accents. <laughs> but it was like you can't do that. Any like, yeah. can you do that? What do you think? Uh, I think um, it was of its time, and yeah, no, you wouldn't do it now mm. for sure. Um, but I, you know, I have people still almost on a weekly basis say to me, A, we love the Matt and Joe show and B, those gotcha calls were just a highlight. Mm. A woman, um, literally last weekend, she had the CD (laughs) still with her. That's right. You did CDs. I'm like, why? Who has CDs anymore? Anyway, it's so, um... I, I don't know. It's hard for me to comment, uh, about something that was now 15 years ago. Sorry, sorry, five years ago, more. 2013 we finished, so, yeah, um, yeah seven years ago. Uh, I think we shouldn't be too – like there's things that happened in the past mm-hmm. and I think the point of like saying the difference now is not to say back then you guys got it really wrong. It's like, no, it was a different time. Which All is these, informing the, the future potentially. Which it's like saying that mm. the younger generation are now more – woke than previous well, generations. We, we have different standards. Like you, let me give this as an example. Uh, for a large part of my time on the Matt and Joe show, in and around any conversation about footy players, there was a, you know, a running gag about how I would I would seriously objectify football players, right? Now, um, they're hot, what can you say? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> have amazing bodies. Yeah. And it was really amusing. It was a great sort of comic banter around, you know, how I, I loved calling football and blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of like a running gag, right? Well, you wouldn't do that now. I wouldn't do that now because no. you can't – because we, we have different standards around is it okay to objectify a human, male or female, and it's not. But that's – it's just a, a different time. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't sort of look back and think that I did it in any way that was threatening or, or was an imbalance of power or was in any way offensive – um, it was just a bit of blue fun content, but you wouldn't do it now. Mm. I wouldn't um, do it now. When was the first time you did stand up? Uh, well, I, I 
I was in a comedy group doing live gigs when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So that was 30, 29 years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, are you even 30? I turned it in September. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so pretty much your <laughs> life lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can still run. <laughs> I'm yeah, fucking worrying about what's happening at vigorous tide and you're just fucking running past me. But who's sleeping better? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need the bloody armband yeah, yeah, to no, tell you. I'm, I'm now a sleeping thing. Um, yeah, and then I started doing solo comedy, uh, I guess, maybe uh, when I was 25, 26. So, mm. yeah, it's been it. But I haven't – I did a comedy festival show last year but it was like a more of a musical slash play. I haven't done stand-up in a very long time. What was it like being a woman – in that scene at that time? Really hard. Really hard. And um, probably I would say I found it harder being in the green room than being on stage. The audience were always really fine with it. I never found I was never heckled in a disgusting way. I mean, I didn't do the roughest of venues, but I did mostly pubs like the ESPY and, you know, those sorts of pubs. So the the crowd weren't genteel, but they were never mm. horrible. But mm. backstage I found, um, and this is I think largely due to my social anxiety and, and the anxiety I was not managing at the time, I just found being in the green room and being the only woman there amongst all of these really, really uh, vocal men, very intimidating. I hated it. And I, I will say... One of the reasons I stopped doing it, well, I started doing breakfast radio, so I didn't need to do it anymore. But, I, yeah, I just didn't want to – I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I just stopped going, which is a shame. I could have been mm. amazing. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't know, maybe not. Is it, <laughs> do you think these men have confidence that, or is it assumed confidence? What is it? You tell me. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been in the green room as a comedian. But, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think about those times where if it's – are they just more – like are they – Try, are they putting on a mask that is like this sort of forward, like, you know, trying to do uh, something, so, trying to intimidate you? That's what I'm trying to do. Well, when you're the majority as well, if you're the majority, I think that it automatically, whether it's earned or, or not, mm. gives you something that a minority doesn't Yeah, what, what you're pondering is essentially patriarchy, I think. Because mm-hmm. what is it's like a microcosm of the fact that in an industry where it's very, very male-dominated, um, the people who are the majority, as you say, Josh, they just have a sense of ownership that they wouldn't even question. And they weren't in- intending to be intimidating. I just felt as the only other in the room quite intimidated. Um, I'm not a particularly confident person naturally, so that was hard enough. And I suppose there's like, you know, there's a sense of feeling like you don't fit in and that there would be an exclusiveness to them. Like they were, they had their boys club and it was hard to kind of fit in mm. to kind of, and that's not to say I had a lot of friends there, um, who were mostly male and they were beautiful, but the, they weren't always there, you know. When have you felt the most confident or the most sort of at, at home, like within your working career, radio station. Radio. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just the best job in the world. Mm. Wouldn't you? Like it's mm. just what a joy. What a joy to have have the opportunity to connect with people as they're going about their lives and that they trust you with their stories mm. and with their um, you know, they, they let you into their lives and, and consequently you let them into your lives. And it's, it's a really beautiful, um, it's just a relationship that is, there's nothing else like it. Mm. And I really liked that you could build your, you had time for people to understand the complexities of you as opposed to, you know, on TV you can't do that even if you're, uh, sometimes maybe, you know, people like Carrie Bickmore or, you know, we, we, I think people know, or feel like they know her. Mm. Well, I think it's the time. It's 10 years on TV. Exactly. It's, the, it's this long narrative that's yeah, evolving. Yeah, ex- exactly. And maybe that's why we like, you know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. We see an insight into the kinds of people that these celebrities are. Mm. But on radio you have two years, five days a week at least, usually you contract if you're lucky, um, <laughs> to build an understanding of each other and a trust. Mm. And you can go to so many different levels. You can be really funny and waka waka or you can be really moving and you can share things about yourself. You can be angry. That's great. That's so. That was so enjoyable to share a common anger about an injustice in the world, you know, like it's the such shift, a great medium. The shift from, I guess, the days you started in radio, the audience was very kind of separate. You had the show 
and then the radio station and then the audience that listened and they contact you through phones and all of that stuff like uh, events and then the sort of difference it's now become through you having your own social media and building up that audience so it's separate from Fox FM's audience back in the day Mm. and then what has that experience been for you with that more direct contact external from a radio station's audience where it's very much it's all there for you? What has that experience oh, been like? Well, I'm, um, I'm a bit of a grandma when it comes to <laughs> social media. I wouldn't say I've, I've really got a handle Are on that. Are you even on Instagram know. anymore? Yeah, real Joe Stanley. Was that a dig, Josh? <laughs> I swear when I tried looking you up, you disappeared. You, no, you haven't blocked not, me, have you? No, yeah, I, mean, I not, would not have done that because okay, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> but just even the close, you know, so it was all sort of filtered through the station back in the day. I could imagine most shows it's all through the station, but then there's this sort of area you're building around, like you've got your website, you know, you Yeah, I, I never felt like I was uh, limited by the station though. No. I, it's a strange thing. When you look at brand, um, I've always said that, you know, with, with something like Fox FM, you've got a, a very huge heritage behind that station and people come to the station because it's Fox FM, but they stay because of the people on it. Mm. So kind of there's a there's a symbiotic relationship, but in a way the people on it need to exist separate too. Mm. And I, I, that, that's how it always felt, I guess. Yeah. You're not showing up in search for oh, either of our camps. Stan- not the. There's no the, just real, real Joe, Joe Stanley. Stanley. I'm not the, it's not like, I don't have a title. Real not, Joe Stanley. Like, there I am. Mm. Mm. Are you doing this so you... So no, you I wanted follow. to double check. No, because I was looking everywhere. I, was, I saw your Twitter. I saw everything else. I'm like, mm. where is your Instagram gone? Yeah. So on okay. Insta, what uh, you're going to get Joe is Stan- a lot of uh, dog images. Can I, my d- dog can I give you a, a, a small tip? Oh, please. Um, <laughs> so you've got Real Joe Stanley yeah. as your Instagram handle. If you update your name to Joe Stanley, then when people... Search Joe Stanley. You oh, come down up. there, you mean? Yeah, oh. because no one. If you search Joe Stanley, you won't come up. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. so sure. if you, yeah, like if you look at mine, it's like Josh Jansen, but then oh, Josh Space Jansen. That is. Yeah, there you go. A little social media. Look at that, ninety-seven. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that, mate? No, I, I actually had problems trying to find. It. I was trying to find it just before. And I couldn't find it, but then yeah, I just searched it then, and now we're finding it. Oh, Josh, you're the best. You've made an old lady very happy. (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. (laughs) And so the social media thing, I don't, I can't, I wasn't actually listening to the last bit because I was, I can't do two things at once. Sure, no one can. People think they can, but they can't. We only have one focus, man. No, I'm talking about focus. uh, Do you look much into the future? I know you're all conscious and present, but are you thinking about? Well, I, I I made a vision board this year. Have you mm. ever had a vision board? Uh, once and it didn't work, so yeah. I scrapped it. <laughs> no, but no, you did. You had it was had a it. Channel Ten job, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> didn't get it. Didn't get it tore it up. The but only I reason think it depends what you put on the yeah. vision board, though. Yeah. The only reason magazines are still a thing is for people <laughs> fucking cutting out. <laughs> I was printing shit. I was printing stuff. No, that's what I, when I, I googled how to make a vision board. Right. Use fucking Pinterest. But anyway. Well. It said you go to magazines and you cut it out. I'm like, well, why would you do that? Wouldn't yeah. you just Google the image that you want? Yeah, and yeah. then print and it. And just print it exactly. out. But That's printers, ink, have you sorted out your ink? No, 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 no. I was, I was trying to um, return my smoothie machine. It broke. Um, but, yeah, I was trying to print off the little label and uh-huh. stick it on the box and we didn't have any sticky tape and we didn't have any ink for the printer. It's a nightmare. So just, it printed out a barcode, but it was everything was just, like, missing. It was an absolute... Mm, so he's yeah. so rattled. This is today. why people get road rage. <laughs> no, but printers, I don't know anyone that's had a great printer. I don't know anyone that's like, oh, my printer no, is great. No, I had a great printer, but it was my mum's and she looked after it. So it always so had ink. Oh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's always, you know, when someone else looks after you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the Troy Kinney thing where it's like, oh, it's the magic uh, washing thing. Like my washing just gets done. Somehow it ends up um, out in the line. And so did you print? You printed things for your mood board? Yeah. Or your vision, vision board? board. Yeah, so. I have, yeah. Okay. And so what was on there? What did you put? Um, oh, I haven't finished it. Uh-huh. And it's it? already much. Um, oh, it's like the back of my door of okay. my study. Yeah. Um, so, but the images are quite big. So the sorts of things I put up there, uh, I've got a because I've read this book called um, "Get Things Done." Oh yeah, David you know Allen. Getting yeah. things done. Yeah, great. So you know, he talks about how you only want to think about the point of impact. Mm-hmm. 
that's, you know, to use a tennis analogy, when you're getting things done, you want to just think about this moment again, point of impact. So I have a, I have an image of a tennis ball hitting a tennis racket okay, on there, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I like don't that. know. I have an image of someone running because I want to do mm-hmm. more running. Do you also um, like tennis just so it's got two? No, uses? I'm not a big okay, fan of right. tennis. No, not at all. But and I the, like the image of like, you know, tennis players don't think about if it's going to go over the net. They are only thinking about it hitting that racket. That's where I think I get it wrong you're with tennis. I'm trying to get it net. over the net. Yeah, no. If you're not, if you don't have that as the default, because they've obviously gotten to a point where it's like, I oh, know I'm getting it over the net. Yeah. Whereas, like for me, it's like it's still a thing. But I, I like that. And so, is there what other stuff like? A lot of sayings. Okay. Yeah. So some of my mantras, I'm mad for mantras, right? I think that they, or do you say mantras? I don't know. Mantras. I like, like mantras. It does. Sounds yeah, yeah. a bit wanky though, but I, I don't like mantra. Yeah. yeah. So I say mantra. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Um, things like uh, I dwell in possibility. Emily Dickinson said that. And I like that. Because Say I, that again, please. I dwell in possibility. I dwell in possibility. Dwell is sort of a negative word, don't you think? I dwell. Why? It just means to live. I dwell. Oh, yeah, I dwell. Because whenever you think of like dwelling, I, on I, I dwelling on something, it's like a... Just thinking... It- Right. Can so, we get the official definition of dwell? You're definitely right, but I'm just, I've never heard it without within the context of a positive. Oh, that's so interesting, what, what Josh. It Live in or at a specific place. There okay. you go. Right. So I dwell in possibility. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about that, and it sounds a bit dark, but Emily Dickinson ended up actually suiciding, mm-hmm. which is very sad. But I guess to me, and not that I've ever been suicidal, but I suppose uh, I'm inspired by the fact that someone can say can actually live with a mental illness and mm. still say something like, I dwell in possibility. Mm. Because that is, to me, that is the dichotomy of mental illness, that you can actually feel really amazing and still be struggling with the mental illness, mm. you know. And sadly for her, the mental illness ended up taking her. But um, so, yeah, I dwell in possibility. Uh, and what else have I got? Um, uh, so this, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm this, loving it. Hey, I'm, I'm loving, loving it. it. A Maserati. Uh, you're awesome. <laughs> um, ask and let go of what's how it's your, what's your t- what's the Oh, well, this is a part of one of the quotes I have up there, which is um, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive, which is in relation to your creative endeavour, which can sometimes be really torturous and you feel like, oh, is people gonna li- are people going to like it? What if no one likes it? Well, it's not really important if they like it. It's, it's just something that you have to do. You're a mm. conduit for the voice inside you that needs to get out there, right? So a blessed unrest that keeps us marching Bl- and makes us more alive. That's from Martha Graham. Can you who's say the, it slower, please? Sorry. <laughs> a blessed unrest. A blessed unrest. That keeps us marching. That keeps us marching. And makes us more alive. Makes us more alive. Okay. It's pretty beautiful. Mar- Martha yeah. Graham, who was the godmother of contemporary dance, mm-hmm. said that. And so like do you that. use this board, is there like a goal, you know, like you're thinking, I could imagine back in the day people using these mm. to. A lot of Rolex and shit. Like yeah, it's like, like here's what I want. I want the house. Yeah. I want the career. There's well, the position. There's I, the. I just don't think the universe provides in that way. Yeah. Like if I put a Rolex up there, I don't think I'd ever get a Rolex. It doesn't just you magically want. appear no. <laughs> because I put a picture of a Rolex. I guess that's where like, people's pushback on vision boards are. It's like. Yeah, it's just putting pictures up on a wall. Is so it- for me, are you a goal setter? Uh, Do you I, write I lists have, of goals? I have been in the past. I think I've and and they've worked. I do like a I do a um, a dump at the end of the year. <laughs> One do big dump. dump. Just, just one. One year. Very bad dump for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I look at what I've achieved and what know. I would like to achieve. Right. And then you do that again each year mm-hmm. and you can look back and you go, ah. And so I think I th- look at the goals or I list, I'm thinking over a lot of the things I want to achieve yeah. constantly. Yes. So it's it's not like a, a right house, mm-hmm. you know, I write, I want this type of car. No. But I, but I am goal Focused, but you guys but are such amazing outputters of, of mm. content and you've obviously mm. set yourselves goals like, you know, we're going to have the media company, we're mm. going to do this and that and podcast and like you've really done it, right? You've achieved it. So yeah. you must have set yourself those goals. But we no definitely balance. do. Like I think that's a, one of the things is like I heard someone say like balance isn't about having everything right at once. It's about like a seesaw. Right. And I think that that's like part of it is I think everyone's trying to get everything at the same time. Yeah. Whereas if you can just like focus and so like. 
Personally, I'm an absolute mess, but we have the, <laughs> but we have the look at your fancy studio. <laughs> the studio. Like, isn't it great? I mean, it looks like you've even vacuumed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, I did that last Friday. <laughs> really? Yeah, it did actually, yeah. guys. It's quite good. And so, yeah, I think the balancing's interesting. So, for me, I've been a goal setter in the past of actual things I want to achieve, and I've in recent years been very frustrated about the fact that I've not been able to do – like I get to the end of the year, I'm like, Ugh, another year without having done that thing, right? So my new approach this year is to not put, okay, I'm going to write that novel. Instead, I'm, my vision board is about the quality I want to embody more this year, which may end up being a, a novel. Right. What so is the, the quality? quality is exploration. I love that. So instead I'm putting up things like where images that remind me as I sit at my desk, I look at it and I go, oh, yeah, exploration is all that matters. It's the process. Outcome, don't even think about it, mm -hmm. just the process. So then I insist every day, every week, there's one day a week where I sit and I just write, exploring right. my voice. It might end up being a novel, but I haven't put that on a goals list. Mm. So it sits there like, you know, someone glaring at you across a pub because they hate you. You mm. know, like, you know, there's a bad smell in the air, that kind of, that sense when you look at something on a, a to-do list that you haven't done, ugh, it's the yeah. worst feeling yeah. in the world. Because yeah, well, you're right. constantly looking at where I am right now and where I want to be over mm -hmm. there. That's it. And, and I'm so like, oh, I'm fucked. I'm never going to get you that see, goal. Yeah, you really yeah. feel the distance yeah. between where, you gotta, where, where you've got to get Whereas to. Whereas I can ex I can embody exploration any day of the week mm -hmm. and no one knows whether it's done right or wrong because there is no right or wrong. On New Year's Eve we had Dr. Jason Fox, one of our mates, and he uh, – He's got choose one word. What kind of doctor is he? Uh, philosophy. Oh. And so he smarter than ninety seven. Can hell, mate. Ninety seven. You got no chance of getting that. Definitely not. It's not so, a competition, but it is. It, it definitely is. And so, um, yeah, talking about the one word thing. What What was yours, TJ? What's your word? Uh, I can't even remember. Isn't that fucking bad? We should have no, really done it. Because I can't remember it. mine. You either. mean like a word that represents 2020? It's like, it's, you're, you're doing exploration. it. Right. Exploration right. is your word it's, and so it's sort of driving your decisions. Yes, right. They say well, archetypes are good. Like if you pick an archetype, then you can sort of really embody it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. So what was your word? Oh, come on. Sevs. Mm. What was my Seriously, what was my word? <laughs> oh, um, last call, uh, Quality. No, so no, that was the year before. No, year before was quality. Quality consumption was my year before. No, yours was conscious consumption last year, and this year was quality. You're right. Ah, yeah, quality is very. What good does like that even that. mean? So quality, that's right. It's about. Uh, it's actually about being present. So mm. it is about uh, when you're here, mm. you're having the quality time. When I, um, if I am to buy things rather than just fucking replacing shit all the time, you buy the the quality product or mm -hmm. item. You went for the more expensive massage place? Yeah, exactly. Quality? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, yeah, quality in regards to like person, like that whole like you have one body thing, but I'm still dialing it in. It's lint over Daryl Lee, you know. It's that yes. style. <laughs> exactly. Just but there's also, um, um, oh, like I, I buy Voss water. The <laughs> so things are really good. You're a consumer. <laughs> yeah, you, you know Voss? I'm, I'm familiar with Voss. But, but just what for are you bottle, saying? Right? What are you talking about? Like, uh, are you well, saying that the water wise, is a better quality? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Or you just like no, that, I, that fancy I then, bottle. I get that bottle and then I fill it up. Mm. But I was like feeling like I would have a plastic one. I was just like, oh, you, get, no. you get called out less for having a Voss bottle. The glass one. Yeah, but yeah. don't you have like a, like, you know, I've, I've got a, like an actual drink bottle that you bring well, I did. to refill. That's that's yeah, the real do that. way of doing it, Josh, glass? if you're going to be sustainable. <laughs> I just want it to be a high. Do you no, have a keep cup? No, it's not glass. I have a keep cup. I Which take it with keep me. Cup? Oh, I Is it know, a plastic brand. one? No, it's glass. Okay, I'm wanting to get the um, aluminium. They do one now that holds the temperature in properly. Anyway. Overthinking it, mate. Just but that's quality. What, what was your word? Well, last year I had <laughs> consistency and... I really nailed that one. This one, this year, I think I had uh, adventure. Which Ooh, let it, he's got no, an adventure club. I've let it slip. I've, I've, um, I'm just trying to find the balance. So last year, I really nailed it. Advent. Well, consistency is easier, I think, than adventure. Yeah, it definitely is. Because consistency, you, you know, if you're like, well, all I need to do is eat a vegetable every day. That's yeah. consistent. Oh, adventure means you got to jump out of a plane. That's quite different. Hey? There's a very yeah. difficult nature around consistency. It's simple. Do one thing every single day. Yeah. Sounds simple, but it's the hardest thing. Oh, of course, it's hard. Yeah. But to me, much easier than jumping out of no, a plane. No, definitely. Well, because also there's no judgment. Like you could. You weren't saying that you were like consistently great or like you're just, you can be 
like a piece of shit, but consistently a piece of shit. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. <laughs> but I. But the thing is, so each year you do it, right? And so I haven't. I've meditated every day mm-hmm. since last year. So like we conti- So you're so, saying you're still consistent? Yeah, you're building these habits sure, f- around the sure. consistency. So yeah. adventure. What does that look like? Because you can be creatively adventurous. Yeah. The thing He's is, got a club. Tell, tell well, us yeah. about your club. Oh, it's not even happening yet. But what, what do you mean? It? Oh, no, as in it was an adventure club. It was to try and implement more of these things, like to actually do more. The problem is it comes to the weekend and you're just going to be with your kids. We're still doing the adventure mm. club on the 29th? Yeah, I hope so. I if think, I, I think um, you know, we all feel this pressure Bookmark. to have like a hobby, mm. you know, or to do stuff with your time. Mm. And don't you reckon all of us just want to – be really simple and hang at home with the mm-hmm. people we well, love. So I think there's the person that you think you are. Mm-hmm. So it's like I love bike riding, I love skateboarding, you know, like but how many times, how often do you do the thing that you sort of identify with? Identify is a big word, but it's like mm. I've done a lot of this in my past, but I find that it, you can be distracted from life, have a child, do a bloody the daily talk show mm. and there's your time gone mm-hmm. and a business. But it's like. I, I, the essence of the adventure club or the adventure was to do the things that I actually think I am, but I'm not doing. And I think I, I well, what you're doing is uh, setting aside time to do the things that we do let go by the wayside because mm. life is life. And don't they say, you know, for that work-life balance, you've got to really allocate time for yourself mm. and the self-care comes with things like, okay, I am going to have an. I love the idea. It's like having a book club, but mm. like an adventure club. I've got a book club. Oh, he's, he's got, got an adventure club. We're basic. And he's got a life hack. First, well, it was because first I ideas. wanted to. I, I thought we needed benchmarks, and that was our first crack. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so, how, what, so on the balance thing, because mm. that's what we're talking about, right? Trying to find and commit time to do something that we actually yeah. think we like. When you were in the radio, you know, ten years of brekkie radio, flat out. Was there any balance for you? Well, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I remember, I mean, you're fatigued beyond, you just, you know, like you're jet lagged. You're so mm. tired all the time. Uh, but you have afternoons, you do stuff there. I don't, like, I don't know. Who, I, I think, Are you a better version of you now or? Yeah, 100%. But that's because yeah. I've spent a lot more time on um, living consciously, I guess, like mm. making choices that mean that I'm, I'm, uh, I don't think happy is the right word, more content. I, you know, have a more sort of sense of peace about life. Um, and back then, I reckon the busier you are, the easier it is not to spend time on who you are. Yeah. It's like a good excuse, don't you reckon? I agree. Yeah. And, and it means that. That's why we stay busy. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely why we stay busy. Yeah. And so for me, I, you know, I had this great gift of just, you know, a couple of years of not doing breakfast radio and it allowed me out of the bubble to go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Who who is it that I want to be, and how is it that I want to live, and what kind of person do I want people to say that I am when they've spent time with me, and and it wasn't like I would say I was a di- I'm a different person, but I just because I think all of those things I was when I was working in breakfast radio, but I just uh, had a more conscious decision to do better with it. Also, I think potentially there's something in the story we tell each other, and so the story that you tell now around consciousness only requires you and your internal self, whereas, like, I think the busy, the narrative around that people are defining themselves through external things that can be taken away. And I Mm. think that that's, like, if you can get to the narrative that's just requiring that internal work quicker, Mm. it means that you become completely resilient to anything that could happen. Well, and because... when you're like, oh, I'm busy, busy, busy doing this and a little bit, you're defining yourself by all of that stuff. Mm. And and that's lazy. And someone can take away, <laughs> but also it's like. Um, yeah, it, someone can take it away from you. And I think that that's like, there's something in when, and when someone comes up to us and says, oh, you guys are killing it with the podcast. I don't necessarily take it on just like I don't take the negative. Like if mm. you choose to take the positive stuff. Mm. You have and to take the negative. Then you have to take the negative. I used to say the same thing with our ratings. Mm. You can't say, oh, we got a ripping survey. 
that was us. And then, oh, the survey was a bit down. Well, that's a, that's just an anomaly. That's not us. And you'd get Nando's, <laughs> you either, you'd get Nando's either way. <laughs> Which I never got. It's like, well, oh, no, the Nando's. It was I good. Don't know, I don't they know. would always have a f- they would fucking panic on uh, uh, Clarendon Street Nando's when they could never keep up with the. Uh, I don't the have. A, I don't have a memory of that. Yeah. So there was. I just remember. Maybe it was a drive thing. How funny. But um, yeah, they would always do Nando's, mm. and um, even if it wasn't a. A great book. I think there was a sense of like, oh fuck, like, well, yeah, morale. We still need That's to it. get that. What? It, mm. So mm. yeah, they but moved to. They ended up doing grilled because grilled could handle the. Poor <laughs> <laughs> old Nando's. Yeah, no, but Nando's a great Nando's just step what, up, babe. Actually, just to check the temperature in the room. What sort of basting? What do you like? Uh, From Nando's, lemon and herb. Oh, I don't eat mild. Nando's. Are you, are you no. vegetarian? I, I'm exploring a fully plant-based diet. Yes, right. But Nando's itself, I, I love, I love, I love the concept. I like their chips, mm-hmm. but too spicy. I have, I can't do chili. So you'd be a lemon and herb. Like Definitely lemon and yeah. herb. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I don't. I yeah, I'm not a, a not really much of a meat eater anymore. Yeah. Even though I love meat, but ugh, have you watched do the it. documentary or are you? Yeah, yeah game okay. changers. Mm, yeah. yeah, I watched that. I went, um, not to put a name on it, but it was vegetarian um, <laughs> for a month. A month. Yeah. And we went to Los Angeles during that time. They have great vego food, but yeah. they also have peanut butter cups. And so, um, but I just don't you think? Did you tell people, "Hey, everyone, I'm a vegetarian." I do that every that's time. That's the terrible what was thing. The thing. Don't set yourself up to fail. Every like that. time, I'm like, you know what? Because I, I watch this TED talk where it's like, if you tell people your goals, oh, cre- it ticks yeah. the box, and you don't have to do it anymore. Mm. I fucking do it every time. I also think there's a, there's a coping mechanism. I mm. took a year off drinking last year mm. and I had a lot of focus on not drinking. And so it's a similar version of thinking about yeah. wanting to have a drink versus I'm not going to. You start thinking about all the things so you don't – that are in the way of getting a drink. And then after a while you end up not having that pattern of wanting to have a drink or caring about – you know, yeah. because the answer's no. Mm. But when I, I, I almost get it why people who are going plant-based or vegetarian need to talk about well, it's a lot. It's a big fucking deal. Because it's actually to convince yourself yeah. to keep the habit go it, build the habit in. Yeah, bet, definitely for drinking it would be that way mm. because you'd have constantly, like my husband gave up drinking and it just, I can't believe people were just like, well, Why? Because so, he doesn't want to drink. But, but why? Yeah. <laughs> so people were just like took it offence, personal mm. offence, as though it was some kind of criticism mm. of their drinking. It's like you do what you want, but yeah. he's, he doesn't want to drink. So, you know, so I think in, in you would have to justify it all the time. Yeah. But for me, for I'm just going to – I like to use the term flexitarian because I may just eat meat. Mm-hmm. I, and I have done. <laughs> okay. no, no, no. There you go. Don't judge me. No. <laughs> but, yeah, that video, that film was very convincing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, just the whole burrito, the whole. I was thinking it was the planet. I, yeah, to I see really, what it's doing to the planet. I, I feel like, like it didn't oh. have the the. Was it Game Changers that you watched? Yeah, was it that one. Game Changers, I felt like was one of those docos that was less about saving the planet and more like. Oh, there was they, a tiny part of it. Yeah, but somehow that part was Resonant. the one I. The, I just went. I was oh, like, oh no! Mm. Oh, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. For me, it was, I didn't even know I needed to have an erection in my sleep, but it's yeah. like if you want to have a boner in your sleep, you better. How I wonder what, how that would show up, Sebs, on you. No, that well, was 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 when it went up to 100 and something. Do we think that's what happens? I have no idea. Well, doesn't your watch could- tell you that as well? How <laughs> many no, boners you had last night? You pay 24 bucks a month, you hope so. It depends, no. depends where you strap the watch. He's getting done to do comedy, but that's funny. That is a good out. That's good. Let's go to a song. Stanley, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thanks. It's been delightful. I would love to come back. We always ask on air just so you can. This has been one of my favourite podcasts I've done. And, geez, I am a slut for podcasts, let me tell you. So are we. So are we. Thanks, guys. It's a daily talk show. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, see you tomorrow. See ya.